Hi, I'm George Norrie, and welcome to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. This is an exciting new network that will feature podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. Now please sit back and enjoy Dark Becomes Light with Heidi Hollis. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are thoughts and opinions only and do not necessarily reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks or their sponsors and associates. You are encouraged to do the proper amount of research yourself, depending on the subject matter and your needs. Listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to my show. Remember, each week on this program, your experiences, your comments, your questions about anything and everything out of the ordinary, lesser spoken of topics will be explained and adventured here on this program. So I welcome you to go to my main website, which is HeidiHollis.com. Send me as much detail and information as you would like about whatever it is that you've experienced. So we can hopefully all share in finding the right answers or at least meeting on a common ground and having a good understanding. Today, you're in for an extreme treat as I have one of you, the listeners, coming on this program to share about what it is they've experienced. Beth Rushings is that person. Welcome to the show, Beth. How are you doing today? I am doing wonderfully. Thank you so much. Yes, thanks for coming on. So, My pleasure. Tell me a little bit about your background. Like, What have you experienced that's a, out of the ordinary that has you joining us today? Um, so my entire life, um, I've always been sensitive. Christmas was never a surprise. Christmas morning was always like, I knew this was coming kind of a thing. The air, the time frame when ghost hunters and things like that was becoming really popular, I joined a very small, very poorly trained and poorly educated ghost hunting group in Kentucky. It didn't last very long. It was okay. All right. So tell yeah. us, uh, tell us about what kinds of things he experienced. Um, so there were a few different experiences. Um, once we did um, like a tour of this place in northeastern Kentucky, kind of near the Virginia line, um, and they put me in a room to sleep for the night. I didn't understand why, and then the next morning. Um, when we got up and we checked the video, there was a child's rocking chair in one corner of the room. Um, and the child seemed to like women, especially females who were sensitive. Um, in this rocking chair, you can watch it through the night as it kind of comes across the room, closer to the bed by me. It just kind of, you know, we're talking maybe 10 feet that this rocking chair moved um, during the night. Um, that was one of the experiences. The reason that I reached out to you, though, was probably, no, it's not probably, pro probably. It is the single most frightening experience of 
my life. We had been called to a farm kind of area in Monticello, Kentucky. The owner of this property had reached out to us because people had been seeing shadowy figures. They had seen what looked like a man in the window, um, and they were building like a new housing project on the far side next to this place. Um, and so the guy wanted us to come out and just see kind of what we could figure out about the place. Wow. Okay. So I was the only sensitive in the group and they were well aware of this. They sent me um, to kind of lead up the tour, like the investigation line going into the house. There were no walls pretty much in the house at all. It was like two stories high. There was like an attic area above it. Um, this was in February of that year. It was like 19, 20 degrees. It was snowing outside. And so the snow was kind of coming in through the windows and where the, you know, the walls had kind of been torn down. Um, I did not feel good even getting near the property. The, the best way, and I think even when I reached out to you, Heidi, that I can explain it, is it was like, it wasn't I'm afraid so much as it was like the sensation of what sulfur would smell like. Oh. It was kind of bitter take you know like the ammonia like you know the ammonia sticks they break when you pass out or whatever like right. it was more of a sensation like that it was very sick pungent yes pungent that is the word um and it made me hurt like it physically it was heavy enough to make me physically hurt wow. so they put me in through the door first it was just really heavy. Like we could hear whispering and, you know, when their whole thing was nobody whispers so that we don't think it's something caught on audio when it's not. Um, and so going into the house, though, there was immediately you could hear this whispering. Um, we go through the front of the house into the kitchen area. There was no floor in the kitchen. We had to walk across the beams um, and it started up to the second floor. So I'm the first one and we're going up the steps and we go into this. Now, mind you, it's like snowing outside. We go into this like main living space on the second floor and it went from being like 19, 20 degrees to being hot. Wow. Like, I mean, it, it, it had my, like, I was sweating. I was under so many layers already to, to stay warm because it was frigid outside. Um, and when I stepped into this space, it was hot, like summer kind of heat hot. Of I was, it's very strange, very strange. I wasn't educated enough at the time. There wasn't a lot of resources out there that I was aware of I should have educated myself better and I didn't so when we came through that room on the back side of it there was like an exit door and when you went through it it was like a, a small set of stairs going up to like the next level of that attic space so going up the stairs I'm the first one and at the top there was a little closet and the doors were open on this little closet. And as I get to the top, I turn 
and I see standing right over me um, a very dense, a very dark, a, like he was almost scrunched over um, mass. Like it wasn't something that I could see through, which is kind of what I thought shadow figures were at the time. Like I didn't realize like how dense they could be, but right. this was, this was heavy. This had mass to it. It, um, it was not, you know, just the height of a man. It was floor to ceiling and like he was crouched over, like scrunched over. Um, was he too tall for the ceiling? So he had a bend yes. over like that? Yeah, exactly. Got you. And what form exactly? You said it's a mass. What kind of form did it have? It kind of had a, it kind of had the shape of a human, um, but it wasn't like clearly defined. It, I don't know how else to, it was kind of like it would feel human, but not exactly. Could you see it like a head and a neck and shoulders? No. What it, did it not like it? not defined. It was kind of like, um, what are those the stacking dolls? Matroshka, I think okay. is the word. Yes. Um, it was kind of like that. Like you could see the outline of a head that came down and narrowed, and then you could see like what broadened out to be shoulders and then come down some, but it wasn't like clearly like a head and the neck and arms and things like that. Could you see arms on it at all? Um, not, not that I distinctly recall, um, seeing arms, but at the same time, it was one of those moments where it's like, <laughs> not going to uh, this or process it, You know what this sounds like? This sounds like the creature I call head and shoulder shadow because its head kind of looks directly connected to its shoulders. Almost. It's like hard to yes. see a neck to it and you don't see arms either. Right. Yeah. No, that sounds, that sounds very accurate to what I saw. Wow. Okay. So, wow. So what did you do? Um, I kind of froze for a minute there's like three men trying to come up the stairs behind me. They were, you know, they ran, they left me. No. They, yes. They, they saw left me too. And they just left you. They left me. Well, I think, I don't know that they saw it the same way as I saw it as much as they noticed my physical reaction. I think it kind of a combination of they saw my reaction first and then they went and like booked it. They were out. You're kidding me. Wow. No, no. And it's, you know, and Heidi, one of the things I think I may have told you is that like when I was standing there, it feels like it felt like I had been like, I was just fixed to this thing, like stuck to it. And it even makes me like quivery thinking about it um, because it just felt like we were kind of transfixed on each other for what it felt like hours. It felt, it felt like forever. And then it kind of rushed at me. And then that's the point where. Oh, that, that uh, just adds to the joy. 
Yeah. Um, and so at that point, it kind of like snapped me back to reality. And I started heading out of the house, trying to get down to the van um, that the guys had brought with us, that they had their things in. Yeah, so that's how that all started. You know what? I think this is a great spot for us to stop at, and we will just pick this right back up right after the break. How's that? Simply amazing. You guys, you know, if you want to see what the head and shoulder shadow being looks like, please go to my main website and you will see an image of one of those things there. I call those to be truly one of the more natural formations of shadow people. So it's HeidiHollis.com. And you guys, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And we'll be right back. Stay right there. There's more Heidi coming right up. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now, the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for that certain someone who shares your interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal? Look no further than ParanormalDate.com, the unique site for like-minded people. If you like the senior crowd, 
TryParanormalDate.com forward slash seniors to meet like-minded people that are 60 plus. It all depends on what you prefer. ParanormalDate.com is great for everyone. You can also tap into members that are 60 plus at ParanormalDate.com forward slash seniors. Enjoy your search. Have some fun at ParanormalDate.com. Did you know that tests that could save your life from cancer are now available for little or no cost thanks to the health care law called the Affordable Care Act? Let this be the year you get screening tests that can detect cancer early when it's most treatable. Don't let concerns get in the way. Talk to a doctor or other medical professional to learn more about the best cancer testing options for you. The internet is an extraordinary resource that links our children to a world of information, experiences, and ideas. It can also expose them to risk. Teach your children the basic safety rules of the virtual world. Our children are everything. Do everything for them. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Today, I have my very first listener guest who was brave enough to come on and share about her encounter with a being that I call the head and shoulder shadow, where it looks like this big hulking person almost, but It looks like its head is directly connected to its shoulders with no neck to be found and no arms. And it's just kind of this big mass that's absolutely dense. And uh, Beth was met with this only to be left hanging by a group of guys that she went on a ghost hunt with. So I'll let Beth uh, continue from here and we'll see where this crazy adventure leads us. So, um, I, once I have been able to come back to my senses, um, I start down outside to go to the van, um, and the other guys were going to go back in. They decided they were going to man up at this point, um, after they had abandoned me. Um, and so they decided to go in, um, but when they started to go into the house, they started hearing these noises of things kind of moving around and whatnot. And they come back to the van where I'm trying to gather myself and beg me to go back in with them. Um, I made it up the stairs that we're going you, to you that main. You had to go join them to protect them. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know. And it really, it didn't make a lot of sense to me, <laughs> but you know, it was like, you know, I've already done it once. Why not? Just oh, go man. all in. Well, you're so, something else. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I didn't, we made it, you know, up to the stairs, getting toward um, that second main, like, level that was on the second floor. Um, and that's when I started to hear, like, oh, it's getting me all, like, ooh the screaming and yelling and just loud 
vocal kind of thing, but it wasn't audible to everyone. It was in my ears. Um, I didn't know exactly what was being said, but it was really like sharp and loud and overwhelming. Um, wow. So, it, yeah. It just in one ear or both ears or? It was in both ears. Like it was like my head was surrounded almost huh. just by it. It was very overwhelming. Wow. Um, okay. So um, I started back down. I was like, dudes, I'm out. Y'all have at it if that's what you want. So I started out the front door and this house had a metal roof on it. Um, and as I started out the front door, it was like hearing someone jump and land on the roof of this, like the metal, of the, it was the porch at this point because I had started out the front door um, and it was like something landed on that roof. Um, of course, that in and of itself was, mm, I'm out. And right. so right. I ran off of the porch and down into this yard um, and you could see like this dark figure. It, it was it, the same dark mass. Um, so it lunged off of the roof and like, I wouldn't say necessary, maybe lunge isn't the correct word, but it was like it went from the roof, like you could see it visibly, went from the roof to this tree that was sitting like right there beside it. And so at that point, we all started getting our stuff together, um, and I got in the van and we were out. Like there was no, Wow. But yeah, we were out. Um, so the guys that knew the man who owned this house went and talked to the guy and explained to him what had happened. Um, and without anything being done, um, they, the guy burned the house like within the next day or so. What do you mean? Man, he, like he, he said, he lit it up. The only thing, and that the chimney is actually still standing. Um, he didn't he say lit, why he did this or, or, I mean, you guys told him, look, we saw this big beastly size shadow being in there and he mm -hmm. just takes this message in and decides on his own, he's going to light it up. Yes, he lit it on fire, burned it down to the ground. Um, Police and, called? I mean, what, what on earth? Did he get in trouble? No, well, he, he owned it, but no, nobody, not as far as I'm aware, like, no, he just lit it up and burned it to the ground. Wow. So he released the demon. Great. Yeah. So, um... The whole time that I was there, it was like I was saying, this the sulfur, nasty, heavy, just feeling the whole time I was there. Um, the only history, the only history I have about this property, Heidi, is that there was, it had ties to Native Americans, history. Um, that whole area did. 
and at one time apparently there were slave owners who had lived on that property and they may have actually been tied to that house i see wow yeah so um so after that within a few months i packed up left kentucky and i came to georgia um I didn't know anything like you had said about releasing it. I didn't know that that was a thing like by this guy setting the house on fire. I didn't realize I I didn't know at that time. Um, So now a few years have passed. And last summer I was going to, um, there's a metaphysical university here in Georgia called Delphi. Um, and I started attending a class there and met a Yandi healer. He's a master healer um, and told me that it was time for me to start this whole awakening process. Um, so I do meditation, I'm training to be a Yandi healer. I'm training for all of these things. Um, and a couple weekends ago, a few weekends ago now, maybe two or three, I was going to a friend's house. I've had experiences between now and then, uh, like between that point to where I am now. I've always like, always seen things move. I've hear things. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like just someone who's a sensitive would experience. You're you're aware. Um, Got it. Yeah. Yes. I'm very aware of things going on. Um, And so a few weekends ago, I was going to a friend's house and like I'd been having this heavy sensation on me. I didn't know what was going on. Um, and as I'm driving, I kept seeing this real, it wasn't as black and it wasn't as like, there's the first time I saw it, there is black and then there's beyond black and dense and dark. Um, absolutely. It wasn't like, absolutely. yes, got it. Absolutely. Um, and it was, I could see this, figure moving like it would be on one side of the road and then it would be on the other as I'm driving up the road and it will it looked the same not as large um and it was kind of foggy out um but it didn't seem to be as dark um but it was still that kind of just dense yucky gross putrid feeling um, the next day, yeah, it was the next day I was having a conversation with my, um, mentor who's like my spiritual mentor, who's helping me through this transition of becoming a healer and things. And I asked him about it and he had asked me, I'd asked him about seeing this figure in the woods. And he asked me if I'd ever had an event where something would have attached to me. And I thought about it, and I was like, no. And then I said, oh, wait. Oh, boy. And there, and so I explained to him what had happened. Um, he encouraged me that while I was practicing meditation um, to try to project love and light around this shadow figure and to try as hard as I could to project it to source to help it transition from this dimension to the next. Um, And so I did. 
you know, I spent a lot of time meditating and a lot of time, you know, after creating my own bubble of protection um, to try to detach, like detach this shadow right. figure from myself and surround it with love and light and just continue to surround it with love and light and encourage it to transition to the next dimension. Um, and so as I'm doing this, like, and I, so, I'm sorry if I get a little choked up, but, um, what I saw next was kind of frightening okay. and sad. Okay. This is a perfect spot for us to stop right here. And, you know, you guys that would like to come on this show and share their personal encounters and experiences, I truly encourage you to reach out to me, uh, through my main website and, uh, you know, the more details, the better, because the more that I learn, the more that everybody learns, the more that we hear, I mean, describe what it is that you've seen, what you feel, uh, what was going on in your life potentially that may have caused certain events. Like you're hearing here from Beth, I, she was able to go back and think, gosh, what could have attached to me and why? There's so many different layers to what goes on when it comes to the paranormal and why it looks back at us. It's a very, very tricky and sticky situation at times, but there is always a way out. So always remember that even when things seem rather bleak and if people turn and run and leave you hanging, looking into this dark mass like Beth here, there's always a way. So you guys, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, and we'll be right back. Keep it here on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Heidi Hollis will be right back. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Coast to Coast AM mobile app is here and waiting for you right now. And with the app, you can hear classic shows from the past seven years, listen to the current live show, and get access to the Art Bell Vault where you can listen to uninterrupted audio. Head on over to the coasttocoastam.com website. We have a handy video guide to help you get the most out of your mobile app usage. All the info is waiting for you now at coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocoastam.com. Every eight minutes, the American Red Cross brings help and hope to people in need. Thanks to the support of everyday heroes like you, the Red Cross is able to respond to disasters big and small, support military families, help ensure that blood is available when needed, and teach life-saving skills like CPR and first aid. Be a hero. Donate today. Visit redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Heard on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And just before the break, we have Beth Rushing, who was very gracious enough to come on the show and share about her personal encounter with a big black shadow being that I call head and shoulder shadow. And only to have this thing come creeping back into her life later because the owner of that property where she came across this thing burned it down. Then she meets a healer and she starts to meditate and she is met with this thing again. And and she was instructed to put love and light around this dark shadow being. And personally, Beth, when I heard this, it gave me a really bad feeling. So I'm assuming that things might have gotten a little bit worse, did they not? Yes, a little bit. Um, so I had um, been practicing during meditation, wrapping this a shadow figure and love and light and, you know, trying to project it in the direction of source or spirit or Yahweh, God, however you, you know, refer. Um, and so as this ball of light is, 
starting to I'm starting to push it away um, I started to see and I it was the shape of a small boy that was kind of inside this globe of love and light that I had created um, okay. it did it didn't make sense to me. Right. Um, and I will say that initially um, it felt, I felt clean, like cleansed, I guess is the better word for it. Like um, things seemed more vivid, um, more crisp, like just I was more aware of my surroundings almost. Um and it kind of goes against everything that, you know, over the last 14 years or so that I've learned about shadow figures, it goes against everything that I ever thought I knew um, or have learned. I, um, like, I feel like it's kind of still here. Um, and I know it's been a few weeks, a couple of weeks or so since um, I had reached out to you because, like I said, this goes against everything I thought I understood. Yeah. Um, and in that time, you know, I thought it was gone. But um, I don't know that whatever this is that I encountered has really moved on. So if I can better uh, understand this a little bit. So you were imagining this shadow creature and you were trying to send it love and and you watched it in your mind's eye transform into a small boy yes yes it like and it wasn't that I was like I didn't encourage that um, transition in shape it just happened as I was watching this ball like in my what I was a envisioning was the shadow figure itself this um but as it moved away it transformed into the shape of a young boy like a very small boy we're talking like six or seven maybe and your um, feeling that you got off from this was peace and love or you felt peace and love was that coming from you or from the boy um it was kind of a it was both i thought I thought it was both initially. I felt like it was like a detachment, like a, a severance between myself and this thing that had kind of, you know, I'm thinking to myself, maybe this, this shadow figure had attached itself to the boy. Like I honestly, like I didn't even know. And initially, like immediately I felt better. Um, that has changed since the time I first reached out. I don't feel it as strongly, but I still am aware now of that heaviness that okay kind that kind of feels like it's still around. The the heaviness and, of the shadow being not the not the yeah, boy. Exactly. Yes. I'm oh, sorry. Yes. Gotcha. Well, I'll, I'll tell you something that uh, I don't always get a chance to talk about in depth about. Um, why shadow people seem to be around a haunted area they trap souls 
and they don't like to be spotted all the time. And when they are, they rush a person. Uh-huh. I don't know what it is. Like they look at them and they just, and you said it rushed you. And I'm like, that is so typical of them. Or they try to pin people yeah. down one or the other, um, choke them out, mm-hmm. that type of thing. But um, yeah, so they, they do tend to hold souls, but, but they also try to put on a, spin the truth. Let's put it that way. Spin the truth uh-huh. on what they appear as. And, and, and so it's like, I'm sure you've heard of the pattern of uh, uh, demonic entities, like being an innocent yeah. little girl. And it's like, yes. oh, your defenses go down. Your heart is warm. Like, it's a girl. It's, a, it's okay. But it's, it's playing upon your emotions, though, too. And it's, right. So it's, it's really hard to um, always fully figure out what's the game. But when you said the, the heaviness has come back with it, yeah. it's like, Okay, it sounds like it was trying to fool you, though it may have, I'm sure it's got some souls hanging around it because that's what they do is trap the souls as well. Right. So, um, but I, how does that see, sound to you? Is it fitting your scenario? Or? Yes. Okay. Oh, very much, very much. And hearing you say that, it almost makes me wonder if the boy wasn't something attached to this. Maybe it could have been something that was attached to this shadow being that's heartbreaking i hate to hear that but they do but that almost that almost feels like it's fitting here you know just listening to what you said and that's you know they yeah and that would make sense as to why you know i felt like why it felt relief like why there was were like a sense of relief in me immediately you were helping the kid out that's trapped. Yeah. Wow. So it's like, oh, you know, I get a lot of children who reach out, who get a hold of their parents' cell phone, and they'll reach out to me. Little mm-hmm. speakers blow my mind. And, and they're just like, I'm seeing this thing. My mom thinks I'm crazy. It's, it wants me to go with it. So right. we think there's this barrier of protection when it comes to, you know, an innocent soul, but somehow these things are breaking that barrier and they're getting access to these kids and they're telling them, I, I have somebody that told me when they were three years old, they remembered being told to kill themselves by these things. Yeah. Three years old. Wow. Three. That's a, I mean, that's a baby. That's a baby. They have no sense of barrier they go for anybody it doesn't matter the age and it's right it's horrific so imagine that little kid so what a big target you know a little innocent kid that doesn't know better and if we yeah. listen and they they did do what this dark thing said so guess, yeah. who, guess who grabs their soul oh, no. can you imagine yeah. so yeah more than likely. I mean, there's a good possibility there is a little boy that could sure use some rescuing, but you right. put yourself in, in harm's way, though, too. So yeah. focus on the boy, maybe? Uh, not, yeah. not love and light to this dark thing. It, right. If, if there's a, a soul of a child that needs to be helped along, great. But this dark right. thing does not want to go towards the light. It doesn't no. want the light. It doesn't care about God or anything like that. So it's like, uh, it's just yeah. so heart-wrenching. So yeah. Heart-wrenching. And you know, Heidi, thinking about it now, listening to what you've just said, um, 
so several years before, um, my aunt and uncle lived literally in the subdivision uh, that was right next to this house. And my cousin had been hit by a car and was killed less than half a mile from this property. Oh, wow. How old? She was 13. Oh, man. So sorry to hear that. That's terrible. Yeah. But, I mean, like, could this thing just absorb anything? Like, a, like how would that would that? Yes, it, it could, but it's not necessarily. Not everybody gets its hands on, of course, thank God. Right. But yeah. uh, it is an opportunist, that's for certain, and does its darndest to grab up whomever. But those that it's it's made a spot in to be able to grab the soul, especially, mm-hmm. it's like they wait, they sit. I've had so many people who are like, I was so sick, and to the left of my bed, was hat man or shadow being just waiting saying i almost have you i mean Mm -hmm. it's disgusting it's really yeah so yeah and you know there's something to be said about praying for those that have crossed over too to make sure right okay yeah right so what would be the what would be the best strategy for me to employ here like what would be the best direction for me to go to I guess, kind of alleviate some of this that seems to follow me. Well, this heaviness, you're feeling it, it's in your home still, correct? Um, well, I guess, yeah. And yeah. Wherever, wherever you go? Okay. Well, yeah. you know what? How about we stop here and then we'll talk okay. about that in the next segment. All right. Sounds good. Wow never ceases to amaze me the different levels and experiences that people have out there here she is meditating about this dark black mass of head and shoulder shadow being and she comes across something that may actually be a child it's getting more and more interesting out there i tell you the stories are changing the playground has got different players i'm telling you We all better pray that we get this thing figured out right. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And we'll be right back. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey, it's time to head over to coasttocoastam.com and check out the Art Bell Vault, a collection of timeless audio. Listen to some of the great interviews with the likes of the late Father Malachi Martin, Dr. Evelyn Paglini, investigative journalist Jim Mars, and more. This is classic audio that you can enjoy at any time, and it's all heard without interruption. New shows are added each week, so find out how to access the Art Bell Vault now by going to coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocoastam.com. We're happy to let you know that our Coast to Coast AM official YouTube channel has now reached 300,000 subscribers. You can listen to the first hour of recent and past shows all for free. So head on over to coasttocoastam.com and hit the YouTube icon at the top of the page. This is free show audio, so don't wait. coasttocoastam.com is where you want to be. You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Check out all our shows on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you find your favorite shows. And now more Heidi Hollis on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And just before the break, Beth Rushing, who is my guest and an experiencer of shadow beings, 
wanted to ask me a question about her particular experience because what she saw when she was trying to focus and envelop this dark being and send it into the light, she saw what looked like a child. Now, children often do get affected and shadow beings are known to keep souls with them. And she has a question about her experience in particular. And you know, realize anybody who's listening to this show, you can also be a guest and share your experiences where we can have a conversation like this so we can find answers together and share and what it is that's going on out there when it comes to anything out of the ordinary, not just shadow beings, not just hat man. It could be near-death experiences. It could be ghostly things. It could be Jesus encounters. It could be angelic encounters. So feel free, reach out, and we will meet the challenge together. Getting back to our guest, Beth Rushing, you had a question for me. Um, like how, like what's the next step? into like kind of cleansing myself of this energy. Um, And, you know, like I was saying, I really, you know, want to make people aware that this is a real thing. And, you know, it's not just something you watch on cable TV on a Wednesday night. Like this is real life. And these are real children and real souls that are being affected. Um, Yeah. It's pretty emotional and intense. It is. It's, it, it really, um, it brings it home to you and it literally brought it home to you, unfortunately. Yes. But it's like, uh, I, I think, I think people don't realize how personal uh, it, it affects you and it eats at your psyche. It eats at your soul and it keeps your mind always guessing like, you know, what do I do now? Okay. I've gone to this right. level and it's come here. It's like, where do I go? So I, I get that. And a lot mm-hmm. of times people don't expect it to follow them and pop up a few years later, even I've had people who have had things come at them and, and remind them how they played with a Ouija board when they were a teenager. And they're like 40 years old. And they're like, what? You yeah. Know? Like, wow. How it, it's mind blowing. One thing, uh, evil is very patient mm-hmm. and, and always seeking and always looking for that hook and yes. that manner to get at, at you. So, um, one of the things and and I tell people, and I'm never shy to say, it's like I'm Christian. I go about things in a very Christian manner. Mm-hmm. And uh, I understand, uh, you know, prayer is like meditation. And what you're doing is, is very similar. And it's about personal growth and spiritual growth. And it's love. It's about spreading right. love. So um, I think what you're, what you're doing, trying to get to that level of, of um putting that love out there, putting that good energy out there to try to heal things. I think that's beautiful. Right. You may have the soul that's lingering and is having some difficulties and transferring and transforming over into a next life or a next incarnation or the in-between or wherever right. it is that souls go. Um, I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing to pray for souls. Souls are, 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 are just you know it's a part of us and and i think we're all right. connected. we're all connected to each other and absolutely and, and even some of my own personal things that i've experienced i saw that we're all connected literally our souls so when you do harm unto others you do harm yourself so yes i think it's beautiful to to put some energy into maybe helping that kid out 
there's probably right. other souls too. And, and it doesn't hurt to pray for your cousin that you lost too, but um, right. for this demonic thing, it, it should not be allowed anywhere near you or your family members. So um, I bless my personal space to keep mm-hmm. these negative things out. And I'm okay. methodical about it. I go to every corner and I, I splash a little spring water or holy water and I mm-hmm. use my, uh, my necklace, which is like a crucifix ne- necklace to mm-hmm. bless my living space. And then I never take my cross off because hello, I talk about demons and the devil all day. Right. So yeah. I, I keep my blessing with me and, uh, it helps. And, and these things, okay. It's it because it, they come at you when your guard is down. I mean, they're really artists <laughs> like that. It's like, come yes. on, you know, yeah. going after babies and going after sleeping people. Ooh, you know, um, yeah. So, but they're powerful. So I, I don't question their power. But when my guard is down, leave me be. So keep your blessing with you. Uh, I, if I don't know if you're Christian or not, and you use that. Yeah symbol uh but yeah um and i'll i could email you um i've, I've spoke on this show already the methodology that i use in blessing a place yeah I could email that to you and absolutely please do yeah and it's it works for me it works for um, everyone that i that i talk to and and i've had people that have reached out and said yeah yeah i i, I said in uh, jesus name go away and uh, you know it's like they throw it out like um I don't know, like it's alphabet soup. Like I, I went through the motions, but not the emotions. Like there's nothing. Right. It. You got to yeah. behind it. So um, to keep this and, out of your life. Yeah. Of what's that? And, and it's funny that you, br- that you say that because, you know, it's maybe this has been around longer. I don't know because I've always, you know, gone through and I have experienced the emotion of saying, you know, to myself at night in the name of, of Jesus Christ stay away from me I am protected by by the almighty God I am protected by Jesus stay away from me yeah forever like that's something I've always said nice that's wonderful and and it does work it's very efficient and and people are like yeah but I'm not religious I'm like you just told me you met the devil but you don't want to think there's an opposing force you better (laughs) hope there is (laughs) right amen absolutely absolutely yeah we just gotta stop being so hesitant to say where we stand i don't understand the embarrassment about saying they have faith for crying out loud yeah Yeah, there's nothing to be ashamed of there for sure no And, and you know i have to give it to you for being as brave and bold as you are even when men grown men left you hanging and ran for their lives you know wow yeah what a thing to yeah. do. Way to go, guys. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. You know, but there I was, manning up. You know, you got to do yeah. what you got to do. <laughs> Begged you it, to come back in. That's funny. Yes, it was great. You know, the, the experience, what it's done, you know, is not a great experience. But, you know, experiencing that and being able to share my story with other people, just even if it's a means of educating them. Yeah. You know, just, just to be aware, this is, if your children, like we were talking, if your kids are saying to you there, I see this, this is telling me this, kids are more likely to experience 
things of a paranormal nature. You know, don't ignore your children. Take them serious when they're telling you this. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I think one person at a time. If we could all take what I call a paranormal pledge, like raise your right hand and say, I will tell one other person about my personal experience and that other person take a pledge to say, and I'll believe you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We absolutely. Will, we will get further. And, and we don't have to take this stuff like so dead serious. It's like, I take it very serious, but I know how to, I don't know, take it lightly though, too, and crack a joke. Yeah. Because Absolutely. we are humans and we are flawed and this is the way we get things done. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. And speaking of getting things done, you did really awesome. So I want to thank you so much. For thank you. It's my pleasure. Yeah. I mean, it was your pleasure. Yeah. I mean, you were bold enough to come on here and chat it out <laughs> and to share your experiences. And, you know, a lot of people can't do that. And, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm not going to stop until we find a comfort level and, uh, get yeah. along further so this this is great so uh, tell me real quick like what motivated you to even like want to continue to do what you're doing you're, you're aiming to put the word out and I mean what what's behind this um so being a in the role of a spiritual healer being identified as someone who has you know reincarnated multiple times as as a healer and knowing that this is my life path, um, I teach autistic children. I have the ability to communicate with kids who are nonverbal. I have um, the ability to communicate with animals. Like, and it's a telepathic kind of communication. Um, I see. This is, this is my purpose. Um, this is why I am here. And I don't want anything negative that may be attached to me to attach itself to any of the innocent souls that I work with daily. Um, that's, and, beautiful. that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to fix it. You know what I'm saying? As much as well as possible. That's awesome. And I don't know if you know this, but I'm an occupational therapist where uh, I work with kids. I work with adults. I counsel them. I work with their physical disabilities and all of the above. So I feel yes. you about that. Yes, absolutely. Then you know where I'm at as far as with my kids go. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I love working with kids. There's so much potential, but there's potential for all of us to grow absolutely. when it comes to the spiritual battle. And it is a battle. So, Beth Rushing, I want to thank you so much. This was great. And this was fun. Thank you. Absolutely. I enjoyed it. It was great. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you so much. This was really great. Having conversations like this are so essential to humanity getting over this element in our world that we know is out of the ordinary. We call it paranormal, but it's so normal. There's just too many of us experiencing these things. So again, I want to encourage all of you who are listening, feel free to share whatever it is that you or someone you know has experienced that's out of the ordinary and go to HeidiHollis.com. And write me as much detail as you'd like so we get a great picture. And if you'd like to be a guest on this show, let me know that. All right, you've been listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And we'll catch you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Welcome. 
Well, if you liked this edition of Dark Becomes Light, wait till you hear the next one. You've been listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.